Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing great. Uh, in this uh, podcast, I am going to discuss about diagnostic wax up because I get a lot of questions asked regarding, you know, how to do diagnostic wax up and, you know, how to proceed and what are the steps involved in doing diagnostic wax up. So in this episode, I'm going to try and cover diagnostic wax up. Obviously, it's a podcast so without clinical photos. Sometimes the message can get lost in translation, but I'll do my best. So let's start with the understanding. When I am saying diagnostic wax up, what I mean is um, when you take impressions and you have models made up and technician puts wax on it to change the shape, um, size of the teeth, or you can do the same thing digitally. And that's called diagnostic wax up, which is uh, for us to understand what are the shapes uh, we're looking for and communicate with patient. Diagnostic mock-up is transfer of that wax up in in patient's mouth using some sort of indices and um, usually bisacryl material so that you are showing patient how the wax up will look but also how it will feel in their mouth so that's the difference between diagnostic wax up and a mock-up so i hope that makes sense when i am now discussing so let's let's look at why we want to do diagnostic wax up what are the benefits of doing for doing diagnostic wax up so one of the benefit is to visualize the end point shape and contour of the restoration uh, you are doing any treatment and you know you and patient needs to be on the same page if you feel that you know maybe triangular shape is better for patient's teeth but patients looking at square teeth then you you know definition of good nice looking teeth for you and patient are different so you know this is really to make sure that you both are on the same page again the other point is that you know you, it will also manage patient's expectation because let's say you've done the wax up mock-up diagnostic wax up and you transfer that wax up in patient's mouth so done a diagnostic mock-up and patient doesn't like it now all my diagnostic mock-up almost 99 percent of them are additive so i would add things to the teeth so when i am doing a mock-up i'm really not touching patient's teeth so i'm not grinding anything down i'm not doing anything so it's completely reversible so let's say you've done diagnostic wax up and I've done hundreds and hundreds of them. After that, I had maybe one patient saying, no, I don't want to go ahead because I don't like the feeling of this. However, it saved me from that one patient who would have, if, if I would have given him the proper buildups and if patient didn't like it, then we know that yes, compass is less invasive, but it's still not completely reversible you cannot completely take the composite out without damaging any tooth structure so um so so it will help managing patient expectations and it will get you out of trouble as well it will help you assess planned occlusion and possible changes if it's necessary so once you do once you've done a mock-up you can really assess in patient's mouth whether the occlusion is the right one um, as it shows in the articulator 
So, you know, it, when you do a mock-up, it will help you doing that. But in order to do mock-up, you need to do diagnostic wax up. It will also show you that if there is any space you have for restoration of the teeth. So when you're doing diagnostic wax up, um, you will know how much how much um, wax you're adding to the tooth. And because of that, you will know whether you want to prepare the tooth or you are just going to do really non-invasive preparations with just a simple, nice margin and then just really, really bond uh, whatever restoration is on the tooth because you already have a space. But without doing diagnostic wax up, it is very difficult to assess that, especially when you're doing veneers. And that's why veneers must be done after you've carried out diagnostic wax up and a mock up. And veneers are one of the modality where I would really prep my veneers through my mock up just so that I don't end up over preparing tooth. It will also help you as a you know a reduction guide for the preparation so if you're doing posterior crown and you've done the wax you had the wax up done or even anterior crowns you can use putty indices and you can use those indices when for as a guide when you're doing preparation because you may may have added some bulk to the tooth so you don't need to really prepare good you know, 1.5 millimeter closely, maybe, um, especially this is true when you're doing full mouth reconstruction because you're raising OVD, there's hardly any occlusal reduction most of the time. So when you're doing diagnostic wax up, it will, you can prepare indices from those wax up and it will help you in, uh, you know, providing you a guide when you are doing preparation. And of course, it will help you in building provisional restorations. So currently, I am doing a upper full arch. So I'm doing uh, indirect upper and lower uh, full mouth reconstruction. I finished a lower indirect reconstruction, and now patients in the provisional full upper arch. Um, and those provisionals are made up from my diagnostic wax up. So, you know, I know that the final occlusion is right. Patient's happy with the occlusion. And now I can take time. You know, I can just re replace the anterior segment three to three and then one side on either side um, in order to, to have more um, control of my procedure. So it will help you in fabricating provisionals. So these are the really benefits of doing diagnostic wax up along with there are many others which probably have missed so when do you need to do diagnostic wax up? Obviously, if you're doing full mouth reconstruction every single time, every single time you do full mouth reconstruction, you need to do a diagnostic wax up because again, most of the time you're going to increase OVD and that will mean that you need to reshape the teeth. Most of the time you're doing full mouth reconstruction because of the wear, uh, because of the program down restoration. So again, you need to do wax up to visualize your final result. However, even if you're not doing full mouth reconstruction, if you let's say you're doing single tooth veneer, now patient, if patient is completely happy with that shape and you're going to really mimic that shape, then you don't need to do diagnostic wax up. But if any changes of the shape is necessary, then you need to do diagnostic wax up and then do a mock-up so that patient and you both are on the same page and you both know what um, type of results you're looking at at the end. So when when we 
are doing when we are sending instruction to technician about diagnostic wax up what are we looking for well, you know what are we trying to achieve um, we're trying to achieve multiple even contacts in icp plus or minus co which means if you are a mounting model in cr your new co becomes equals to icp so your first point of contact and your icp is the same ideally speaking so that's what you're looking at you're looking at multiple even contact in icp you're looking at axially directed load on the back teeth um, and the anteriorly uh, you are trying to create a platform where the lower teeth meets on meet on that platform and again the loads are axially directed you are looking at immediate posterior disclusion in excursion but the guidance needs to be shallow to start with it's like again i explain it when i'm doing you know hands-on course or you know teaching i explain the analogy as if you need to imagine the plane taking off so the way the plane takes off is in the beginning it just lifts off the ground it's it's not really steep um lift off most of the time i know there are different planes and you know if if you are into planes then you know that there are some planes which can really take off vertically but in general um, the plane will will take off very gently and then it will steepen up and that's how your guidance needs to be your guidance needs to be very gentle and um, it doesn't need to be it shouldn't be steep if it's steep guidance uh, protrusive guidance or lateral guidance then you may risk locking patient into a, in, into that into that bite so, and may cause parafunction so you need to really decide as to what kind of guidance and you need to really tell your technician that you would want this kind of guidance basically and as i said you need posterior disclusion using anterior teeth because we know that the anterior teeth are strategically placed where you can't put too much force and you can't really and destroy and the muscles much more relaxed if you use anterior teeth and this is really a concept of mutually protected occlusion and that's what you want to see when you are doing wax up for full mouth reconstruction of course if you are if you are um, sending wax up for um, just a single tooth then you're looking at the shape size of the tooth you're looking at restorative uh, space you have after you've done the wax up so you know you're assessing all your restorative elements of that you're also assessing speech um smile line at the rest and when patient smiling um so you, you you're assessing all that so now we have had diagnostic wax up done um patient comes to you and you've taken the indices um i usually take putty indices sometime i would put light body in there sometime i won't it's just it depends um, how accurate the models are and how the putty is made but i've tried both ways and if the models are accurate then you just literally make a putty indices without any fancy light body in there it will still work really well but yes if you put a light body and if you put it under pressure then um, you will get a bit better adaptation of course uh, the same scenario uh, works with the digitally printed models the only thing is when you get the models printed you need to possibly you know do some sort of a 
a very gentle wax up on on top of the tooth just so that you don't see these lines printing lines otherwise it doesn't look really good but the technician can really um, touch the model up a little nicely so that you know it looks nicer and then you can take the indices of that once you've taken the indices i generally put bisacryl in into the indices and i will put in patient's mouth um, let it set so shrink fit while it's setting i'll remove all the excess so i would cut my putty um, just up to the cervical area including the interdental spaces so that you know it goes up and down um, so then you remove all the excess away so that the, your cleaning up procedure becomes much more um, quicker afterwards when you take the putty indices out once you take the putty indices out just try and remove all the excess you got sometime you get excess on the palate or on the other teeth which you are not maybe restoring if you're doing full mouth then that's different so you you would remove all the excess out and then you're going to assess patient's aesthetics phonetics shade and occlusion now shade is something i tell patient that is never going to be perfect and we this is something we can look into uh, when it comes to doing final restoration but you want to look at the aesthetics of which means the shape of the teeth you want to look at the phonetics now most of the time when i do this patient usually lisp for first five ten minutes and then they start getting better and that's why i keep my mock-ups for around one to two weeks for patient to try before i take the mock-up out and then proceed with something more definitive so you need to make sure that you leave patients mock-up mock-up in patient's mouth for a certain time to give patients some ideas to how they will feel um, and you need to check occlusion now occlusion is really important and you know i'm very particular about what type of occlusion i want and i'm very particular as to how it should look like and if uh, so that's why i'm checking the occlusion so the, the reason i'm checking occlusion is to assess whether what i have done on my articulator is it replicating exactly the same way in patient's mouth now you need to consider that you are doing let's say impressions algin impression pvs impression um there is a expansion of the stone um and then you know you have a wax up you've got inaccuracy of the model then you have a face bow which is arbitrary you have articulator which is semi-adjustable and you're doing all that and mounting models so of course there will be some inaccuracy but you will be very surprised if you have taken really good care then it's going to be 98 percent there and you will be shocked like how accurate it can be still um so you know if you if you've done all that and then if you ask patient to close their mouth and only one tooth is in contact then that's not right it's not because you're using semi-adjustable articulator or arbitrary facebook it's because there's something gone wrong in the process so you know you can get really accurate result um now so so that's what you're doing so you're trying to check occlusion when patients closing their mouth now let's say what if it's the scenario where you know you've done you, you've done mock-up and only one tooth is in contact what are you going to do then so in that case uh, you have two options 
you have option of adjusting that mock-up in patient's mouth by either removing that high point or adding composite to everywhere else um, and retaking impressions and using that as, as your kind of a mock-up or you start everything again. Now, of course, the inaccuracy I mentioned about the impression and the um, stone models can be eliminated by using digital protocol. But again, digital articulators are also, they, they also have their limitations. So um, maybe one of the better combination is digitally printed models with Facebook and, you know, uh, anal analog mounted, uh, mounting them, anal uh, you know, normally rather than digitally. But um, I must admit, I mean, I am still using analog most of the time because I know I can get really good control. I do all my wax ups still. It's been, you know, 12 years since 12 years since I started and I still do all my diagnostic wax ups um, for my direct adhesive uh, cases. Um, I would send wax ups to technician if I am planning indirect reconstruction. So if I'm doing indirect reconstruction, I want to know whether the technician really understands the shape and size the way I want it, because ultimately that technician is going to create crown veneers for me or onlays. So I need to make sure that the technician is on the same page. But if there is a direct restoration I'm doing, direct reconstruction I'm doing, then I will do wax up myself. So, so you have two options. If if, if let's say only one tooth is in contact, patient closing, that means there's something gone wrong in the process. Uh, so you either add some composite to the teeth or you start the whole process again, which is painstakingly long. So um, I will give you some tips um, as to what you need to do in order to make the whole process um, more convenient or comfortable for you and patient. So let's look at some of the tips regarding diagnostic wax up. So tip number one is make sure you charge patient enough because when you are starting to do full mouth reconstruction, you know, your lab fees could be, could can get up to 900 to 1200 pounds or even more depending on how expensive your technician is. But if you imagine you're, you're restoring 28 teeth, technicians charging let's say 25 pounds per tooth um, or 30 pounds per tooth you know that becomes almost eight to nine hundred pounds just for wax up then you need to add the fees for mounting duplicating models and all that stuff so it can get really expensive so make sure you charge patiently enough i generally include the charge of the review of my wax up in the wax up fees. So I don't generally charge anything extra, but you could you could charge patient extra for wax up and extra for when they come back to review it. I don't. Um, you need to make sure you give technician written instruction as to which surface of the tooth you want your wax to be placed, depending on your treatment plans. So if you are doing just plate buildup with the incisal um, palatal and incisal buildup, but there is no buckle buildup because patient hasn't agreed for buckle veneers or composite or porcelain veneers. 
then you need to really emphasize to technician that only place wax on palatal and incisal area of the teeth do not place wax on the buccal surface and i can't stress this enough because i i, I tell technician even myself sometimes and they they don't send me what i have requested because it's very difficult for them because they have this nice ideal shape in their mind of the tooth and they've done the palatal wax up and then incisal and then think oh let me add a little bit to the buckle and then they go like two millimeter over and then it becomes half a tooth and then they think oh, i've got half a tooth anyway might as well do the whole tooth so then they will just put the wax everywhere the problem is that if you use that indices to do your mock-up now you're telling patient that after our agreed plan your teeth will look like that however you haven't agreed about the veneers in the on the buccal aspect and if you do a mock-up which suggests that you might be doing something on the buccal aspect then you need to let the patient know and you need to have a proper consent for that and this is something it's very difficult to communicate with technicians so you need to have a really good rapport with your technician so that you understand and communicate that now we discussed about the occlusion and some of the issue uh, about the occlusion one of the way to avoid a disappointment after having full mouth wax up and you know you, you try that mock-up in patient's mouth and it's not matching up so one one of the way to avoid that is do a wax up of just three to three upper and lower canine to canine wax up and do a trial mock-up so you are going to transfer that wax up quickly in patient's mouth you're not going to leave patient like that but just transfer that in patient mouth and then see whether your occlusion of the front teeth is the same as what you wanted uh, what you have in the articulator plus you can also assess the smile smile line speech a uh, lot of other things shape size of the teeth at this stage at this stage you you are not going to leave patient like this you're going to just take that mock-up off if everything's fine then ask technician to duplicate those models and continue doing posterior wax up if for some reason the wax up your your mock-up when you're doing it only one tooth again is in contact and the rest of the teeth out of contact then um, it will be very easy for you to adjust those front six teeth now if you are going to adjust the only thing you will be adjusting is either incisal edge of the upper teeth for aesthetic reasons or palatal surfaces you're not going to adjust the lower incisors because assuming that they are straight and they are in line with curve of speed the way you want it in the final shape and size you're not going to adjust lower incisors you'll most likely adjust upper palatally um, by either adding composite or removing that high point and you need to decide depending on how much OVD increase you want because obviously as soon as you start adjusting you reduce OVD now once you've adjusted that by adding composite or removing the high point you now need to communicate that with patient uh, technician so what you can do is then you can take upper and lower impression or scan the models take bite registration for the back teeth if with patient in closed icp so patients closing their mouth and all front six teeth are in contact three to three upper and lower and at that point you take the bite registration material for the for the posteriors you would take a face bow for the uh, maxillary model 
and you will then give technician a face bow upper and lower impression and the bite registration for the back teeth and ask technician to mount the model in icp the new icp you've taken and this way you avoid taking new impressions taking new jaw relationships within cr and all sort of all other things and this would be a safe way to approach this kind of scenario yes you can start everything back again but there is no guarantee that same thing won't happen again so this is kind of a get get out of jail card uh, if you if you get into trouble so if the other tip is if, if you are doing conventional uh, wax up and you want to do a mock-up then make sure you ask technician to duplicate that model because you what happens is many times is if you are using the model to take the putty indices use if you're using the model of the wax up to take the putty indices then there is a chance that you know the wax can break while you're taking the putty out of the model and you can't really redo that so you can but it won't be exactly the same so um, ask technician to duplicate the model and and so that you can um, take the indices from that duplicated model not on the model of the wax also when you are taking indices soak the model in uh, the stone model in in uh, in the water um, if you soak it that means that the, the putty will not um, stick readily on the model it can still stick but it will be a little bit difficult for putty to stick on a little bit wet model so so just soak the model on this um, in the water um, i tend to sometimes uh, score my model near the gingival area so that using very small round burr and i have uh, published that video somewhere um it might be on my group uh, full mouth reconstruction for gdp or on my youtube channel but one of them i've shown you how to score the model using a very small round burr but it's basically you just follow the sulcus uh, using that round burr what it would do is create a small trench so when you take your putty index putty will sort of go into that dent it's like uh, using a denture and you using you doing a seal right at the back of the palatal area so you you know the, the denture will slightly dig in to the gum and that's what you want your putty indices your putty indices slightly dig into the gum so that the excess is coming out from the palatal area and you can really remove that excess out easily so so that's the that's one of the reason but you don't have to do it all the time i've done it without uh, scoring the model and it still works really well as far as the model's accurate the other uh, tip is make sure you when you you create a center line just mark it with a pencil or a pen um, midline of the upper incisor and the lower incisors so when you are seating your putty you know exactly how they go because when you load them up with bisacryl sometimes you can lose orientation and you lose vital time because the bisacryl is setting as soon as it comes coming after the tip so make mark mark the putty so that you can you can place it properly before you do that make sure you block undercuts because if there are really big undercuts then there is a risk that the bisacryl can go into the undercut and it would be really difficult to take it out 
So, you know, just block it. You could use um, PTFE tape in there with a slightly dangling out. So then you can take it out as soon as you put the putty in. So then there's nothing flows into there. Um, in past, I've used wax uh, in there a little bit. Um, I've used TFM, temporary filling material. But you need to use something so it blocks the undercut. Otherwise, if it, if it locks in the bisacryl, then it can become a bit difficult to take it out. Um, I get asked question, what? how do I take the mock-up out after two weeks? So I would leave mock-up for one to two weeks, so patient to trial, then patient comes back. I Obviously, when patient's trialing, I'm telling patient that, look, this is just a temporary and it can break and chip. And if it breaks and chip beyond the, the point that you, you're having uncomfortable discomfort, then come back and I will take, take them off. Um, but while it's there, try and assess whether you're happy with them. So because sometimes if the wax is very thin, they can come off and, you know, in two, three days time and then patients like, oh, and you like, uh, while it was there, did you observe patient and patient like, no, I forgot. So just let them know that, you know, as soon as you walk out of this door, start observing, see what you think, because it may be that the things may chip or break and it may not look as the same. When patient comes back, I use usually sickle scaler, the hand scaler, to take that excess um, bisacryl out. I tell patient that you will feel a tug um, because it, it does need a little bit of tugging. Um, just be careful when patient has crowns. Uh, you don't want to hook the sickle into the crown and then pull the crown out. If, for some reason, the, the it's not coming out and you're applying a lot of pressure, that means most of the time that is quite thick the material bisacryl. So in that case, you need to use a fine burr and just cut from the middle and twist it to break that bisacryl material. And then you should be able to use a sickle scaler to pull, pull that out easily. So I hope you found this episode useful. If you have any questions related to diagnostic wax up, then feel free to uh, post on the Facebook group and I will do my best to answer that. Or I can make another possibly um, episode on on diagnostic wax up answering your questions but um, I made this hoping that I've answered most of the questions but if you have any questions feel free to um, post on the group and I will do my best to answer it have a lovely day and I will see you next time